to Dharma Glimpses, an introduction to the profound treasury teachings of Chogyam Trungpa Rinpoche, taught by Judy Leaf. In this episode, Judy discusses the differences between theism and non-theism. Welcome. Today's topic is that of theism and non-theism. Earlier, in an earlier episode, I talked about the issue of materialism, in the three types of materialism, spiritual materialism, psychological materialism, and physical materialism. Altogether, the world of materialism is one that solidifies our world. It is a harsh way of being in the world, or territoriality, rigidity of thought, and the use of spirituality to build power, make money, boost our ego, gather disciples who adore us, etc., Altogether, spiritual materialism is an issue that runs through Trungpa Rinpoche's teachings. He was very concerned about the misuse of spirituality and religiosity. In particular, this idea of spiritual materialism is making the spirituality a product that we can ingest as consumers in the same way we buy something and use it or buy a meal and then we eat it. Here we're using spirituality in a similar way to feed ourselves. So instead of dissolving ego fixation into wider, more open world of dharma, we try to reduce dharma to fit our schemes. It's like an imploding back inward to what is solid, familiar, unthreatened, and somewhat delusional, actually. And today's topic of theism and non-theism is very closely related thread that you can find throughout the teachings of uh, Trungpa Rinpoche, theism and non-theism. And the way that Rinpoche uh, has talked about that, and the way it's used, and I understand it, it's not simply referring to, well, some traditions are referred to as theistic traditions based on a belief system, a belief in God in particular, as opposed to uh, Buddhism, which is not based on a belief in a particular God or a set of creeds that you espouse or um, pay obeisance to. But it more broadly refers to kind of a tendency or a psychological tendency or a human tendency to always want to be saved, to have someone from outside uh, pull us out of difficult situations. And I used to study literature and we would talk about what's called the Deus Ex Machinus, the idea that your character gets into a fix and you find some magical way to kind of lift them out and liberate them. And that kind of notion is what is a theistic view, that we would like someone just to take care of us, basically do it for us, to do our spiritual work for us, to save us from ourselves. It's a cosmic fantasy of the ideal parents who will always look after us, always take care of us. And of course, it's wonderful. Who doesn't want to have the perfect parent? But the Buddhist path and the path of meditation kind of throws us back on ourselves more and more. It's not making a statement about what you should believe or what you should not believe, but it's an invitation to kind of look at this tendency to to just want to get out of the situations we ourselves have created by having someone just rescue us. And and the basic teaching is rescue yourself. Even on his uh, dying words of the Buddha, 
uh, relate back to this when he said, well, I've given you a path. I've told you what I know. I've uh, shared my understanding and realization as best I can. And now it's up to you. So good Buddhist teachers and good Buddhist training always has this sense of throwing us back on our own resources. The phrase is, it's up to you. It's up to you. What you make of it, what you put into it, that is what matters. And we all may wish that someone will take care of things for us. And that's very sweet, but not reliable. And it's not really getting at the kind of source of resourcefulness and power that we can reach if we are thrown back on ourselves. So there's a, you could say this, this emphasis on being thrown back on ourselves or undercutting our tendency towards theism is actually a recognition of some kind of ability or possibility within people. There's a, the sense or the understanding that this is a possibility. We, we are able to do this path is for regular people who are able to do it. But then in order for that to work, we actually have to go ahead and, and then actually do it. Theism is also kind of a, makes us vulnerable in a lot of ways, vulnerable to promises. Promises, people promise us this and promise us that, flatter us, hold out all sorts of carrots and, and rewards whether a views of heaven or salvation or simply feeling better about ourselves, promises, and then we fall prey to easily to um, manipulation uh, in the hopes of chasing after one carrot after another. And this is really kind of a demeaning approach to being a human's going through a spiritual journey demeaning that we're simply looking for the next carrot, the next high, the next special experience, the next this or that. It's really about Buddhist path and uh, spiritual training is really looking honestly and in a less filtered way at our own situation, how we are right now, what we're about, what's inspiring us, what's holding us back, what habits are destructive to us, what qualities could be beneficially uh, nurtured and grown. It's interesting. But the theism, theism, wanting these, just want anyone, someone else, someone take care of it for me. I just really want someone to clean my house, fix my meals, make me feel loved and welcomed, and uh, not challenge me in any particular way, rock my boat. Kind of the uh, child's view. Interesting, in, in uh, years ago at Naropa, there were a number of Buddhist Christian conferences and various uh, contemplative leaders from uh, Christian tradition and the Buddhist tradition were in dialogue on different themes. And one of these dialogues, Trungpa Rinpoche was talking with the great uh, Reb Zalman Schachter, the founder of a Jewish uh, renewal movement, about theism. And after some degree of back and forth, Reb Zalman said to Trungpa Rinpoche, I think I don't believe in the same God you don't believe in. <laughs> so there you go. It's not just about traditions, Judaism being known as a theistic tradition and Buddhism as a non-theistic tradition. It's a more fundamental tendency we all have and we all need to work with. It's not that blaming ourselves for wanting such things, but it's not really buying into that that's ever going to happen. It's like uh, 
If wishes were horses, beggars would ride. So this is a tendency that we want to be saved. We're thrown back on ourselves over and over again, thrown back on ourselves. They say, if you want liberation, look within. If you want liberation, look within. Don't expect someone else outside to come and rescue you. It may seem, it maybe it seems we're being asked too much, asked to give up too much. It may seem that we are being more and more, that we are more and more thrown onto our own resources, more and more alone. But within this process, thrown back on ourselves, what's really happening, what's really being made possible is discovering our own inner resources, our own potential. What we are doing is finding within ourselves a quality of self-reliance, self-reliance. If someone does something for us all the time, we become weaker and weaker. But when we do something for ourselves, even small things, we become stronger and stronger. So you could say one aspect of this journey, a non-theistic journey, is discovering this wellstream or this inheritance or base of self-reliance. It's a discovering or awakening or uncovering a kind of spiritual strength that we can rely on because it comes from deep within us, not imported from outside. Anything imported can be taken away, but anything that's really essentially a part of us deep down cannot no matter what the external circumstances are and how much changes around us. So keeping these things in mind is really helpful in looking at our own experience, whether it's in our meditation practice or as we're going about our lives in the uh, world around us, in our busy world, to look at these tendencies within us and where they lead us and to touch in with this quality of strength which is so hidden when we're always looking outside of ourselves or for a salvation, or when we're falling back into the very kind of uninspiring world of consumerism, where we acquire things, but they're not really us. We acquire them, but it's a superficial kind of label, like getting a fancy hat. Okay, spirituality, you want to become a Buddhist with your fancy Buddhist hat. I'll put this hat on. And then I'll feel special. I have this hat credential and people look at my hat, they'll think I'm some realized being. But it's not real. It's not deep. And true spirituality is a sense of depth to it and also a sense of intimacy, inner strength. So through the Buddhist path in training, we're a challenge. We're threatened in a way, threatened to losing our reliance on uh, mythical saviors and uh, and our reliance on consumerism. But what we're led to discover is something much more valuable. Thank you for joining me for this glimpse of Dharma. This podcast is made possible through the support of the Hamera Foundation. To learn more about Judy Leaf's teachings, publications, and retreats, or to contribute to the support of this podcast, please visit judyleaf.com.